Want to help me make the Productivity on Purpose podcast even better? Leave a review on the Apple Podcast app. What do you love hearing about? What motivates or inspires you? I would seriously love to know and want to serve up more for you. So go to Apple Podcast right now and leave me a review. I can't wait to hear from you. All right, Mama, you started your business because you're great at what you do and you want to do it on your terms. Hello, freedom and flexibility. But you're a couple of years in, handcuffed to your biz, more overwhelmed than ever. You feel like you're not doing anything well at work or with your fam. If that's you, stay tuned. I'm Ridhu Parikh, mom of two, wife of one, former professional organizer turned productivity pro, here to help women like you with growing businesses stop drowning and start controlling all your demands and distractions. Welcome to Productivity on Purpose. Welcome back, sweet friend. Mridhu here. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you for your listening ear. I do not take your precious time for granted. I My hope for you in every one of these episodes is that you walk away feeling inspired and motivated and have an action to take every single week. If you have been with me for any period of time, you know that every single episode ends with an action. So, I am excited to hear from you what you're going to be doing today. On that note, let us jump in. Listen, I'm just going to let you know right now that what I'm talking about today is a little bit unsexy. It's the unglamorous side to productivity, time management, taking control of all your distractions, and feeling great about what you got done. So does it really matter that it's unsexy and unglamorous when you get to feel that way? No. All right. So, There is one way to know if you're on track or off track with the things you really should be doing, right? The things that really impact your results, the things that make you feel really great, things that make you feel rewarded, the things that get you closer to your goals, okay? And this will guide you towards the things you should be doing and putting your focus towards or the things you shouldn't be doing and not putting your focus towards. Yes, it can really be this simple. We don't need to keep overcomplicating things. So if I told you, listen, my lady Lou, here's proof. Here's evidence of what's working for you right now. And here is proof and evidence of what's not working for you. And it would be so much easier for you to keep doing more of what's working and less of what's not. Would you do it? Sure you would. Or at least I'd like to think you would. Would you? I hope so. You can do this. Very simply by doing this one, rather unsexy, but highly profitable and clarity conducive thing. And it is tracking. Track your results. All right. Let me just start by saying, since we're talking about tracking, we are talking about numbers. I hate numbers so much. I hate to even use the word hate, but I really do hate numbers so much. It has been a lifelong problem with me. I've always been challenged by numbers. Math was always my worst subject. And I know I definitely have a limiting belief about it because it was a struggle for me. I always told myself I'm really bad with numbers. I'm really bad with math. Okay. So, and then I hate that. I hate that. I hate numbers. Like I understand how critical they are to running a business. I understand how critical they are to just running your life and your lifestyle really well. Okay. You have to know your numbers So it would be really helpful if I enjoyed my numbers. 
Some people, some women love numbers. They love spreadsheets. They love finance. They love math. And I am so freaking jealous of them. I'm not even kidding. Like seriously, I mentioned it's never come naturally to me. I would have this mental shutdown when I would see numbers. And I truly, I hate that. I hate that I feel that way. So over the last few years, I've really worked hard on becoming friends with numbers. And although I don't love them, I've learned not to have a heatful relationship with them. I'm definitely not as scared of them. And I just know so deeply how important they are to the development and the growth of my business and my life. So I am trying to be one and zen with them. I would love to get to a point where I love it. I don't yet, but that's okay. I don't heat it. So I will admit I have not been the best at tracking in the past. It's definitely, again, something that did not come naturally to me that I had to learn to do and learn to incorporate in my weekly business activities and also into my personal life. I often heard in business that you have to know your numbers, right? Know thy numbers. But you think I did it? No, not for a very long time. But when I was doing it, it was very much on the periphery. Like I knew some high level numbers, like maybe I knew how much money was coming in and how much money was going out. And that's about it. (laughs) Okay. So although I realize now that that shouldn't even necessarily be falling under tracking. I don't know. That seems like general. I should absolutely know that to just even have a business. But anyway, there is tracking involved in that. And as much as just creating like a profit loss statement, that was like the top level. That's all I would do. There really wasn't much going deeper than that. So I would say I would really was not getting enough learning about my business. I was definitely not getting the data that was going to help me and inform me to make better decisions. All right. So what numbers are really important in your business? So there are tons and tons of different measurement and numbers and results that you can track, right? You can be on that very high level, like I mentioned, like, here's what I'm spending, here's what's coming in. Or you can get to a very granular micro level. Like I, uh, like for instance, with my podcast downloads, I can say, okay, I have something, uh, a spreadsheet or something, and I am tracking how many downloads every month. And then I can go further than that and say, okay, based on those downloads, like which are the subject lines or the subject matter that I get the most downloads. And then if I look at that, I can say, well, can I then track that to potentially how many consultation calls I had that month, right? You can go down the rabbit hole. Or similarly, I could track the subscribes and unsubscribes to my blog, my newsletter, or I could track the number of signups for a webinar. Then I could take it steps further and say, I can track the number of people who actually showed up to the webinar and track the people who clicked on the email links or track the number of conversions and track the revenue and the profitability. Okay, there is no shortage of tracking, my friend. So where do you begin? Because those are just a couple little examples of podcasts and blogs, but there's so many areas in your business that you can be tracking stuff, right? And this data is important because again, it will it will inform you on next decisions and next steps, which I'll get into in just a minute. But so let's start about where we should begin. Number one, number one, let's just start high level. If you don't know how much money is coming in, and how much money is going out, this, my friend, is your number one tracking priority. Number one, 
You don't need to listen to anything else on this. <laughs> okay, no, you have to go keep listening, but I'm just saying that is your number one thing. Don't even think about tracking anything else to literally know what's coming into my business and what's going out of my business. Okay, I am definitely not trying to sound judgmental when I say I'm surprised how many women don't know this about their business because again, I'm terrible with numbers. So there's no judgment, but I, I don't know. I guess I, I just am surprised. And so anyway, this is where we should start. We have to know just the basics. Okay. So now assuming you have that in place. And by the way, that means everything that's coming in from all your different revenue streams, then everything that's going out, all the different expenses, whether they're weekly, monthly, annual, uh, overhead, employees, freelancers, everything. And then what are you left with? Like, what is your actual profit? Okay. So we want to start there. If you have that in place and you want to determine what's important to track next, just trace it back to your goals. What are your top priorities? What are your top goals in your business? Is your goal to get more sales? Is it to nurture the clients you currently have? Maybe you're like, my pipeline is actually really great um, and I'm full, but I want to continue to get referrals from my existing clients or my existing partners. Maybe that's your goal. Is your goal to grow your podcast? Is your goal to save more money or have more reserves so you can invest back into your business? Y'all, we all have different goals. So what are your goals? Well, and if you don't know this, this is a great exercise right now. Be like, wait, what am I working my ass off for all the time? Like, what, what am I trying to do? Again, is it revenue increase? Is it referrals? Is it partnerships? Is it visibility? Like, what is it? What is your main goal for right now? Listen, you may have several goals. I'm sure you have several goals, in fact. But pick one, right? You know, I always like to start simple. We always want to start with one. Determine that one, right? Determine the tracking. And then we can just add on more. But pick one if you don't know which one to pick. If you've been with me, you know what I'm going to say. Just put a stake in the ground. It doesn't honestly matter. To be honest, like just know that whatever I pick is the right one. I don't have anything tracking in place right now against this goal. So let me just pick one. Okay. So now if you go ahead and you do that, so I would suggest literally opening up a Google spreadsheet or an Excel document or QuickBooks or something that you can just make a very simple tracking sheet, okay? And start tracking whatever it is. Again, maybe it's how many referrals I'm getting. Maybe it's how many networking groups I'm going to. If it's for visibility, how many podcast downloads, how many new clients, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so you pick this thing. You've created this some type of spreadsheet or tracking document, right? That you're going to track it on, but not doing anything with that information isn't exactly helpful. Okay. So once you actually have that in place, you want to analyze that data. And if you can go far back enough, so if you already have something in place, are you actually doing this in a way that's helpful for you? And that's truly guiding and steering you towards better results. So if you have this from like, let's say the year past of some data that you're tracking, look at last month, look at last quarter, look at this time last year. Again, if you have that much data and glean your learnings from it. So if your results have gotten better, what are the reasons for that? What are you doing right? What do you want to make sure you keep doing? Right? Did you put your focus and your efforts in something in particular at that time? 
Maybe there was advertising. Maybe there was a new employee hire. Maybe just all, maybe you uh, eliminated some other services and all your focus was on a particular service or offering. Was there something seasonal going on? Did you invest more money at the time? You know, like what was going on there? Or maybe there was a pandemic and this, this like actually for a lot of businesses, this helped our businesses. For some, obviously it didn't at all. So, you know, you want to just, you have that information and then analyze that data. If you're starting fresh, if you're like, I'm going to start this thing from today, right? So let's say it's subscribers to a newsletter or to a blog or to a podcast, do it again, do it in a week, look at it in a month, look at it in the quarter, and then go back and say, what are the key indicators that actually impacted those results? If the results have gotten worse, gone down, or they're just not what you expected, ask yourself all those same questions, right? This is not a time or the place for self-loathing or thinking you're a failure because your results went down, right? You didn't get what you expected. It's not a failure. It's rather that you get to think of yourself as a smart detective. Yes, you're a sleuth. You're smarty pants. You're an evolving businesswoman. And these are just little breadcrumbs, right? This data, this analysis are little breadcrumbs on your trail or on your journey to figure out where you can make improvements to either your focus, your energy, maybe your investments, your team, your efficiencies, your systems, all the things. This is where you get to go through some discovery, whether your results are good, whether they're quote unquote bad, right? This is where the ahas come in to make future decisions and clarify your next steps. What should I do more of? What should I do less of? Where should I invest more? Where should I cut back? What offers or services should we double down on? Which ones should we potentially just put on the back burner? Okay, I cannot tell you how often we like to do this in our heads. There is a good chance that even right now you're thinking to yourself, I already know this. Like you're like nodding, yeah, 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 got this one, get to something else. Okay, we assume that as business owners, who are the absolute closest to our business, right? Nobody else knows our business like we do, that we intuitively know this information, right? You sometimes just think that I already know what's up. I already know what to do. So I don't need to do a deep dive into the numbers or even just like this high level kind of looking at this tracking, okay? And let me tell you, you're going to really regret that at some point or it's going to just put you on the wrong track, and I'm going to give you a few examples. Okay. So I had, I'll give you a personal one. So I had this period last year, actually, when I was speaking a lot, or at least it felt like it. Again, I'm going by a feeling. I'm going by what I intuitively know about my business. It felt like I was getting a lot of speaking engagements. Some of them paid really well, some not so well, but it was great visibility. Some were free, but again, the perfect audience. So like, there's just a lot of speaking going on. And it, I think it was just because it was post pandemic and just. I don't know, budgets and just places were opening back up. So I was also coaching during this time, okay, doing my one-on-one coaching with my kick-ass women business owners. If you ask me, in fact, I think my husband at that point had asked me at some point during the year, where's the majority of your revenue coming from? I would have just hands down, just pretty confidently said speaking, right? So I that's what I would do. And in my mind, I remember actually speaking in my mastermind group, thinking then, you know what, maybe I should really be focusing more on the speaking. If that's just bringing me more revenue, I love doing it. Maybe that's what I should be, where I should be putting more time and energy and investment. I was really sure of this. 
But when I actually ran the numbers, right, when I actually put in all the data points, when I actually got in all the payments, and I was really surprised that coaching was slightly higher than my speaking. You know, I think maybe because, again, some of them were free, the speaking, some of them were like lump sums, but the coaching was a consistent every month. It just was definitely just a higher revenue. And this made me reevaluate and rethink what my focus for the next year would be, right? What my overall strategy could be. Maybe it does stay 50-50. Maybe I really, you know, double down on the coaching. Like it just impacts so many decisions where you put your time, your energy, your messaging, the hiring you're doing, right? Where you're going to experiment. Of course, in our businesses, it's just a series of experimentations. Well, now with that data, I could make a more informed and better decision. Another assumption I made was that most of my referrals came from speaking events. Okay, like referrals. Okay, let me rephrase that. So referrals for coaching. When people would come in for coaching, I have just had this thing in my mind, like because it's happened a few times, maybe it's been vocalized, maybe it's where I connect with people. For whatever reason, in my head, I was like, every time I speak, this is where I get the most clients from. In fact, I will have friends ask me this. They're like, what's your number one marketing tool? I will say speaking. Okay. And then again, I'm just going to, won't get into all the details, ran numbers, like really just started going back. I actually was tracking because every time I have a consult or a client, I ask them where they've come from. So I have the data. I just wasn't analyzing it. So I had it somewhere, maybe disparate places. I sort of pulled it together, analyzed it. And most of my clients, the ones who ended up converting and signing came from other people's podcasts or from listening to my own podcast. Okay. So again, it's just something that I just thought I knew because I'm closest to my business, right? I should know these. And don't let that happen to you. I'll give you one more example. An assumption one of my clients made was that her lowest end package was bringing her the most revenue. So she had three main packages. She had a few other ones, but like three are like her top bread and butter type ones that are on her website. That's what she does. And she said it with such conviction that when we were, you know, thinking about her, where she should prioritize and put her time in focus, we were prioritizing her marketing strategies for this particular package, which was that lowest, it was the lowest end, but it was bringing in a lot more revenue. And then literally like two months later, she said something and I, I'm, I'm like trying to remember what it was exactly, but it didn't make sense. Like she said some number and I was like, that doesn't make sense though, because if, if you're bringing in that many with, with that package, then the middle package can't be that much. I can't remember how, what she said, but I just remember thinking, I said to her, I was like, that doesn't make sense. I'm like, let's just do the math here. And that's when she did a deep dive into her numbers and found out that actually the middle range package was doing best, even though, yes, she was selling more of the low end. Yes. It felt like because that's what she was selling more. It was bringing in the most. The middle one was selling less, but it was a higher uh, price point. Anyway, what she found out was that was doing the best. And there was just great news because now it was a higher dollar amount, which meant she needed to make less sales, which of course then impacted everything. Her messaging, her sales strategy, her advertising strategy, the focus of her website, what she would highlight at networking events, right? This middle package and so on and so forth. Well, I cannot impress upon you enough to stop making assumptions and going on gut or what you think you know. And by the way, if what you think you know is true, it's proven by the data, I guarantee, I guarantee this, 
that just by going through the exercise of actually pulling your numbers together and tracking it and like analyzing that data, you will up level your game. Even if you were right, right? You had this assumption. Now you've proven it with the numbers. You're still going to up level because it is so much more exciting and informative and grounding to truly know something and have it backed by numbers. Like you will be able to speak about your business so much more confidently because instead of just saying something like, if you're talking to someone and be like, yes, we're steadily growing or this is, this service is my highest generating. You can now put real numbers around that. Like, oh, actually we're growing by 18% each quarter, or we've doubled our subscribers in the last six months, or 80% of our referrals have come from past clients, right? Like you just feel so much more confident when you have the numbers there and you can speak so much more intelligently and confidently about your business and your results. So if you regularly feel out of control, if you're regularly feeling unorganized in your business, this is the antidote, my friend. Like no joke, become besties with your tracking and the key numbers for your key goals, right? Become there. Again, start high level and then you can get more and more granular, but I guarantee you're going to feel so much more confident And with that confidence, it's going to show up everywhere, right? But the decisions you make, the clarity you have, the focus, the way you talk about your business, the way you network, the way you you highlight and just how excited you are about it. Even if, again, you find out the results are worse than you thought, maybe more dismal, maybe going a different direction, you still feel so much more confident because now you can make, again, those clear decisions on let's let let's let this go or let's eliminate it or let's t- pull back or let's make a change here. Let's test something. You can say it with so much more confidence because now, again, you have evidence-based you know, realities behind it versus sort of like just your gut. Okay. So last thing now, let's talk about this, my sister. Consistency. Consistency. Don't go through all this this work to set up this type of spreadsheet, to go gather all this information, you know, to possibly evaluate it once or twice. And then that's it, right? We want to be looking at these numbers and evaluating them on a consistent basis. There's only one way to do this. Again, it can't live in your head because it ain't going to happen. And this is definitely one of those things that like sits at the bottom of the list with the 800 other items on your to-do list. So put the time on your calendar for weekly, monthly, and dare I say it, quarterly analysis. Or if you like to simplify everything like I do, and analysis just kind of shuts me down again because you know I don't have a good relationship with numbers and stuff like that. I just say, review numbers. <laughs> That's all I say. Because analysis or like look at or data just sounds too heavy, but I know like I have my key you know, key performance indicators, the KPIs, I have them in place. So it's easy now because I have my little spreadsheets. And even if I fall behind, since I have it there every week on my calendar, I can catch and go back for the week and look at things. Okay. So I will say I used to put an hour for this every Friday and I would never really get to it. So now I have 30 minutes on there. I have 30 minutes on my Friday to do that. And that often includes a strategy time for me to think about and analyze and be like, what, what can I take away from this? Like what's a key learning? Um, it doesn't take me an hour if I'm keeping it up all the time. So often it's like 15 minutes, you know, because I just, again, I have those key metrics. I update them and I review them on the regular. 
And if I skip a week, even if it goes two weeks, I'm not that far behind. Like I can still kind of go back, put, put in the data and still see what's happening and make some better decisions or just pat myself on the back and say, oh, a decision I made was a good one. Or maybe it's stagnant. There's no change. Like nothing has happened. It's not gone up, not gone down. So what does that mean for me as well? Again, like where do I make a tweak? Where do I make a change? Or do I just let this go? Maybe for like, let me get a full month or a full quarter full of data for this particular goal because some things it's like the long game, right? You just got to wait a couple of months and then make a decision. But just like being more connected with it and looking at it all the time, again, I cannot tell you how much this has increased my confidence about what I know what's going on in my business. Like I always know what's going on, right? Because I'm the business owner. I get it. Like I'm on top of it, but you don't really know what's going on until you really become friends and besties, dare I say it, with the data. All right. So my dear love, do you have this very important non-negotiable time on your calendar? And if not, where will you add this in? You are brilliant. You work so damn hard. It is time that you too take charge of where your time, your energy, and your money is going in a very deliberate, a very smart, and a very transformational way. In fact, no surprise, I promised you that challenge and here it is, serving it up right now. You spent your precious time with me and I want to make sure it is 100% worth it. So today's action, my love, is to identify one, at least one, I'm going to say one or two, right? Key metrics for your business that you don't already track or have in place. And then step two, because I've been doing a lot of two-parters lately, block 30 minutes on your calendar to update it and analyze them every week, okay? If you might need like an hour for the first time because you're like, I just got to kind of get this in place and think through. Again, don't overthink. Don't get to this point. I'm thinking so much. I'm going to procrastinate it. It's not right. It's not perfect. Just put something in the ground. Just put something down that you can start with. And you can, of course, and you will always be tweaking these along the way. Okay? Do this within the next 24 hours. With this clarity, it is going to grow your sales. You're going to grow your confidence and dang on it, you're going to grow your business. You will get so much clarity and such a deep feeling of control and truly step into the CEO role. So I really hope you take this challenge seriously and go do this thing. All right, my love. So how was that for inspiration today? I hope it was well, good. I hope it served you well, but listen, it doesn't stop there. If you are not already on my email list, girl, what are you waiting for? I share so many other behind the scene moments and stories there. It's like your weekly burst of inspiration. They're short, they're to the point, and you always walk away with an action as well. So I want to offer it to you. I hope you'll join me. Come on over to lifeisorganized.com forward slash resources. You can also, right when you get there, sign up for one, two, or three of my free resources about how to stop feeling overwhelmed, how to stop procrastinating, how to finally get focused. I really cannot thank you enough for listening and sharing. Yes, please share and leave a review, sweet friend. As always, you are the best for showing up here. I thank you from the bottom of my heart for your time, your loving vibes, your positive energy, and know that I am sending them right back your way. Here's to getting more of the right things done and embracing productivity on purpose. I'll catch you next time.